hear me talk. You don't, you just need to be with God. And that's what that was, man. That was, that was pure, pure worship. And I love, I love that presence and being able to be with him. So guys, welcome to Young United. My name is Jessica Rao. If you don't know who I am, I am the arts director here at iChurch. And today I get the privilege to just give you what God's given me, stuff that he's been talking to me about. And in this series, we are in, are you ready? Three, two, one, let's go. Yeah, let's go. 2017. We got to get going. We got to make it happen. Everybody, I don't know what it is. Is it like a mutual consensus that 2016 was just bad? Like, I don't know. I've heard like everybody keeps saying that. And I'm like, I mean, it had its times. You know, we had some crazy things happen. But 2000, I mean, I guess, I guess everybody was feeling it. Everybody was all up in that 2016. Get on with yourself. And, you know, now we're in 2017 and everybody's making their New Year's resolutions and the things they're going to do. Half of you have already broken your New Year's resolutions. Like, you're like, I'll see you in 2018. Diet. Yeah, we're going to the gym 2018. We're just going to take this year off. We had a plan, but, but no, no, no. That's not what we want to do. We at iChurch want to get you ready for this year. We're not going to skip any years. We're not going to skip any days because God has a blessing for you in this year. So I'm going to recap Kind of what we've been going over, um, it, we had a snowmageddon, as you call that, last week, and now it's springtime, and we, you know, one leg up, one leg down, we don't know what we should do, flip-flop, boot, scarf, with bikini, we're not sure, okay? So, we had our service on live stream last week. How many of you actually got to see it on live stream? Yay! That's so exciting. We, we weren't sure, you know, we had a, 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 a roundabout number. But it's good to hear that you guys actually were able to see what was going on. So, God has a blessing for you, but are you ready for it? That's what the whole series is about. That's what Pastor talked about last week. We're talking about Jacob and Esau. Um, Are we stopping the thing that God wants to give us in this year? The first sermon was the greatness of our Father and how you got to go get it. You got to go get that blessing that God has called for you. So, that's the recap all in a little bundle This is going to be the simplest message. I'm a simple person. I'm a simple being. And you're going to be able to capture this. And we're going to talk about Jacob and Esau. And I'm not going to assume anything because y'all know what assuming does. Eh? Eh? Makes a added Emmy. Okay. So I'm going to break it down because I'm not going to assume that any of you know who Jacob and Esau are. Okay? So we're going to take it back. We can go all the way back. Who knows who Father Abraham is, right? Father Abraham had many sons. Yeah, many sons had. All right, this half went to Bible school. That half did not. (laughs) All right, yes, the Father Abraham song. God had promised Abraham that he would bless him and that he would give him as many children as the stars. I'm not really sure why you want that many kids. But that's what Abraham wanted, and that's what he got. He, got, he was obedient to God. He was very obedient. He, did, he was going to kill his only son, Isaac, so that he could have whatever God wanted for him. So that's Abraham, Father Abraham. We got him here. And then down from him is his son, Isaac, his blessing, what he had got. And then underneath him is Jacob and Esau. Now we're going to go to the Bible, and we're going to check out the whole story of Jacob and Esau from the very beginning in the mother's womb. So go with me to Genesis chapter 25, verse 19 through 34 is what we're going to look through. 
So if we can get that up on the screen for you. There it is. This is the account of the family line of Abraham's son, Isaac. You see, I, t- I explained all that to you. Abraham became the father of Isaac. I got you. Next verse. Verse 20. We're all there. Okay. And Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel. Oh, yeah. Bethuel. Any of y'all want to name your daughter that? Bethuel. Okay. <laughs> the Aramean from Paddan Aram. <laughs> and sister of Laban, the Aramean. Next. All right. So we've got... Isaac is married to Rebecca. Abraham's the father. We're rocking. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife, Rebecca, became pregnant. So now he's asked this thing from God, and now he's got it. The babies jostled each other within her, and she said, Why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord of what was going on. So she had two babies inside of her. And back in the day, you didn't have, you know, those cool sonograms where you knew that you had two. She just felt like an alien up in there doing some craziness. I'm sure Chastity can relate. She just had my precious little baby nephew. Look at it. It's so cute. Ain't it? The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. Okay, so that's what God has said over what's in her belly. So she's got these two boys, Jacob and Esau. Let's go on to the next verse. We're going to fly through these so we can get it going. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. Wow, what a surprise. She didn't know, so now she knows. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment. You know, those some babies, just they just come out hairy, right? Just full of hair. And then you get other babies that they ain't got nothing. They just bald. They, they bald and rocking it. So they named him Esau. I'm guessing Esau is like a name for Harry, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, instead of naming your kid Harry, you can name him Esau, and it'll be all the same. Next one. After this, his brother came out. I'm sorry if any of your name is Harry. I didn't know. You're good. With his hand grasping Esau's heel. So Jacob even from inside of his mother's womb, was so determined to get what was rightfully his that, man, when he was coming out, he was like, bro, I I have got you, and you are not getting ahead of me. So he was hanging on. It says, so he was named Jacob. Okay, on we go. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah gave birth to them. 60 years old. That's crazy. The boys grew up, and Esau became a skillful hunter. So Esau is this hairy guy. He's like this big burly man that likes to go out and hunt and do things, fish, and yeah, and we're going to be rocking. We're going to be, you know, like a man of the open country. What better way to explain, right? <laughs> Thank you, Father in heaven, for your words. A man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay at home among the tents. So, you, so you've got this one character here. You've got Esau, and he's this big burly man. He's hairy, and he's men. Rah. And then you've got over here, you've got... You've got Jacob. <laughs> got Jacob. And he's like, oh, I just stay home. You go get that lion. Get it, bro. You know, so he, he's this soft dude. Um, we could say he's in tune with his feelings, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Let's get to know some more about what's going on in the story. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, the dad, loved Esau. He loved the big burly man. But Rebecca. Love Jacob, mama's boy, right? Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, 
Esau came in from the open country famished. So Esau comes in, he's been hunting all day, and he's been, you know, out there sweating it out, rocking it out. And he said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. That is why he was also called Edom. We don't really know what Edom means right now. I'm not going to go into that. Okay, so he comes in and he is starving hungry. Let's see what he does. Next, Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. So he's like, I'll give you this awesome plate of stew. All right, it sounds great, stew, for your birthright. The comparison, right? Like, your birthright, some stew, your birthright. But you may not know what a birthright is, right? How many people know what a birthright is? Like, more or less, you know. Yeah, you're kind of in the roundabout. Like I said, don't assume I'm going to give it to you. So, your birthright, this is all that a birthright had, all that it entailed. You became the head of the household. So, when the father died, you, when you were younger, didn't you, always, like, if you've got younger siblings or if you've got older siblings, like, you always wanted to be able to tell them what to do, but you couldn't do it because you weren't the older one. Story of the youngest child, okay? You always wanted to be like, you can't do that. And they would be like, yeah, I'm older. I can do whatever I want. That is what the birthright was. They get to hold any decision that gets made. Are we moving over here? Yeah, we're going to do it because I say so. That's, that's part of the birthright. Not that they always use it in a bad sense. I'm sure they, you know, took charge of it. They also got a double portion of the estate. So any money, any cow, any sheep, remember this is Bible times, but in modern times, it would be any business, any house, any car, any, anything that you could have in possession, they get a double portion of it when the father passes. They get a double portion. So like, instead of just getting like, $1,000, you get 5000 or like whatever the, the, the ratio would be, you get a double portion. You would also receive the blessing of the Father, which placed him in favor with God. So you get all these things. You get to be the man in charge. You get more money. You get more inheritance. And you get God's favor. The birthright. Stew. Can anyone explain to me? Because when I first started reading what I'm going to actually get into, this is just like the little prelude. When I get into what I'm actually, you're not going to understand why this fight between Esau and Jacob. Like, why does Jacob hate Esau? Or why, does, why are they going against each other? Why is Jacob trying to steal what's Esau's? I don't understand. This is his brother. But when you look at it like this, like, man, did Esau really want it? Did he really want it? Because <sighs> the birthright stood. Okay? So now, you understand kind of the backstory of what's going on between Jacob and Esau. Now let's go into where we're at today. Okay, Genesis 27. Let's go there. Genesis 27, 8 through 12. Let's get that on up there. Genesis 27, it says, so now this is the mother talking to the son. Now, my son, listen carefully and do whatever I tell you because Isaac is about to die. Isaac is about to die, and he wants to give the blessing to Esau, his firstborn son. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father. This is the mother. The mother is trying to help the younger son steal the blessing from the older son. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's, come on, mom. Like, what the? 
don't understand. Just the way he likes it. So mom's like, baby, you go out. <laughs> Mama knew. Mom, Mama always knows. She knew that Jacob wasn't the, the big burly man. So she was like, baby, you just go out there and you're just going to get me them two goats. Okay, baby? You're going to get me those two goats. And I'm, baby, don't you worry. You're going to sit in that chair and I'm going to skin them for you. I'm going to cook that right up for your father and you will get the blessing. All right? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, that's Mama Rebecca, all right? Mama, <laughs> Mama Rebecca is helping her younger son out. And then take it to your father to eat. Okay, let's go on. So that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Verse 11. Be strong and courageous because you... Oh, whoa. We're on the wrong one. Go back. Verse 11. Genesis 27, 11. It's what she tells him to do. We got that back there? Nope. We got technology. I'm going to let y'all know something. <laughs> I may only be 25, but technology, it just runs away from me. Do you see the struggle? Do you see my struggle? We're going to try to get this up here. <sighs> Bible's going to take forever. You know, when you got to download your Bible. <laughs> this is why, this is why we have paper. Maybe. We're going to go back. Don't y'all worry. Y'all, everybody's still with me? Everybody's still with me? Hey, wow! This is, this is my life. This is my life. If you ever around me, you'll know I can't even turn a CD player on, like the DVD player. We ain't getting that to work, okay? <laughs> I would always go to my brother Mike and be like, Mike, turn this on for me. Anyway, Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, but my brother Esau is a hairy man. Well, I have smooth skin, okay? My brother, what if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him. And would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. He is saying, I, I, I'm, I don't look like my brother. I don't, I, don't, I don't have what my brother's got. His father was going blind if, 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 if we didn't know what was going on. His father's going blind. So whenever he goes to present himself, because the father would put the hand on the son and he would bless him. So what he's saying is, if I go up to my dad and say, Dad, it's me, Esau, bless me, and he puts his hand and he feels that I don't have any hair, he's going to know it's not me, and it's going to be a curse on my life, a curse. Now, in order to understand what a curse is, we need to understand what a blessing is. What was the blessing in the biblical times? Abraham's blessing is in this lineage, okay? So Abraham passed his blessing on to Isaac, and now Isaac is going to pass his blessing on to who he thinks is Esau. This blessing was to make you a great nation, bless you and make your name great, to be a blessing, bless those who bless you, and curse those who curse you. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Who wants that blessing? Who wants that blessing, man? Like, I... I want that blessing. But he's saying, I'm afraid. I have fear because if I step out there and I go out there and I do that, I might be cursed. Now, a cursed was like a curse on all your houses. Like, you ain't going to be able to grow any plants. You're not going to be able to work. You're not... A curse was a huge, huge thing. So he had this fear of what was to come. We're going to pause in the Jacob story. And we're going to flip over to another story that I'm not going to assume that you know it. But 
I'm, I'm pretty sure most people have heard this. Let's go to Joshua 1.6, the verse that we had up for a second there. This is Joshua. Now, Joshua was taking over Moses's Israelite army. They're going into the promised land. Moses has died. God has come and he's told Joshua, Joshua, you are the one. You are the man. You got to do this. He says, be strong and courageous. What was about to happen was he was about to take these Israelites who really weren't, I mean, they were like farmers and and bricklayers and things like, you're going to take all of them. You're going to go into the land that I have promised you. This land was full of giants, like full of crazy warriors and stuff like that. You're going to go in there and you are going to conquer it. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give. So, what is the very first thing? Let's go back to the first of that verse. It says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear because there's going to be a blessing at the end for you. Do not fear. Now, we're going to cut that story. Everybody follow me, okay? Is everybody following me? We still alive? We still, okay. Everybody follow me. We're going to, Jesus spoke in parables, and he would, so that means he would tell stories in order to get the disciples who weren't that bright sometimes to understand the kingdom of heaven and the things he was trying to say. So I, I, I want to be like Jesus. I want to I imitate Jesus. I'm going to teach you a story. And this story is of long, long ago, back when I lived in Puerto Rico, eight years ago, taking you back. Okay, um, if you don't know me, I lived in Puerto Rico. I was a missionary for about four years there. I lived with Pastor's family. That's why we're so close. Pastor became like a father to me. Pastora became like a mother to me. Josue and Chris, brothers, Danielle and Sarah, sisters. And so we go to this place, and it's called Gosalandia. Let me see that picture. Put that picture up there. This place is in Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico is full. Wow. Yes. Puerto Rico is full of beautiful places like this here. This is Gosalandia. This is clean, like not salt water. Is that fresh water? And when you go to it, oh man, it's like the, there's like a canopy of trees over top of it. It's beautiful. You just want to like, just like bask in the ambiance, you know, just basking in the ambiance. It is so beautiful. What, what happened? I went with Josue. And Chris and Pastor and Pastora. And there were a couple of other people here. Um, Monica Hernandez, George, her husband was here. If you know who they are, you'll understand this story. Okay? (laughs) So we go. No, put that back up there. Put that back up. Yeah. We go, and Josue says, there's three waterfalls that you can jump off of. And I don't know if he remembers this. It might be. There's three waterfalls you can jump off. There's this little ledge here. Okay? I'm short. Sorry. (laughs) There's this little ledge here right in that vicinity, and then you climb a little bit up into that little corner there, and that's another one, and then over there where the water is actually falling, there's a hole back there, and you can jump through it, okay? It's craziness. So Josue says, man, let's go. I'm going to jump off of the second highest one. So that's this one over here in this corner, and being the person that I am, I have this this desire, and if you've ever been on my team in, in any of the youth camps, I have this desire to beat Josue at everything that he does, 
right? Everyone knows it. But there's this thing because Josue is so freaking clever that I can never beat him. Like, do not play Monopoly with Josue. You will lose. You will lose. You know why? Because he does little treat. Anyway, don't play Monopoly with Josue, okay? So Josue is out here, and he's like, man, yeah, this is awesome. You can jump from this side. Is that a good impression of Josue? Right? This is awesome. I'm going to jump from this side. No, that's, that's probably not that great. Is <laughs> probably like, you know? Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to get up there. And you had to take your shoes off, like, completely and climb up these rocks. They're like pointy rocks. <laughs> but I was like, man, if he's going, I'm going. We're doing this. We're getting this down. So you, it doesn't look like it's that high. But it's pretty high. How many feet would you say that is? Like 20 feet. Okay? So you're standing. Let me get, let me get a little illustration on the octagon. On the edge, no shoes, on these rocks. And as you can see, this part, like there's rocks there. Like it would be like there's rocks up into that point of the stage. So not only do I have to jump, but I have to jump out with all of my ability in order to not crack my noggin on the rock and die and and bleed out into the oasis of Gosalandia. Okay? But Josue's going. Yeah, thanks, Mom. You weren't there. Okay? (laughs) Yeah, Josue's going, so I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to get up there. Well, I get up there. I'm up up there like 20 feet up there. I start looking. Josue's already jumped off like three times, and I'm just like... Oh, I'll just think about it. You know, you just got to get yourself mentally prepped for it, right? So you're just going to like, I'm just going to chill out right here. And about a couple, five more people started, kept on jumping off. And I was like, I, got, I, can, I can do it. I can do it. I can. Nope, 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 nope. And I kept talking myself out of it. What blessing has God been trying to push you towards that you keep talking yourself out of? So I'm sitting there. And I'm like, I can't, mm, no, I, okay, no, 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 I have a bad hip, I can't jump that far. <laughs> I start telling myself all the things that I don't have, right? Start telling myself all the reasons why I shouldn't. I start letting my fear take a hold of who I am to the point where I stood still. And guys, I can tell you, I stood up there. 30 minutes. Like I was standing up there forever. And all the people, this didn't help, right? This didn't help. I've got Monica and Jorge and Pastora and Sarah and Daniela over on the side. They're like, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Like, this is not helping guys. Right. Don't you always have those people that are telling you not to do it? That are telling you not to jump, to not go out and get what's supposed to be yours. You've always got those people on the side just, but I'm standing there, and I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I get right here, and then I don't do that. I can't do this. I can't do this. And then pastor is floating around (laughs) in the corner over there. And he was helping Sarah. Sarah was really little at this time. Um, And he was helping Sarah and Daniela kind of, you know, just float in the oasis. And, And he looks at me. And he had seen me up there struggling. He looks at me and he says, Jess, wait, I'm coming. 
And he said, don't jump until I get there. And so he waited for me right there. And for some reason, just knowing that he was there, it gave me that courage. I stood up, and this was the biggie. Don't think. Don't think. Because if you think, you're going to talk yourself out of it. Don't think. Just jump. And I jumped. Right? Yeah, I made it. It took me 30 minutes, but I jumped. This takes me back to Joshua. Joshua 1.8. This is what God said to Joshua. He said, do not fear. I think I know it by memory, but just in case. I got it up there. He said, do not fear. Joshua 1.8. Sorry. Joshua 1.9. Y'all bear with me. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. What was it about that waterfall that I just couldn't overcome it? What is it about your blessing, that thing that you've wanted since 2000, if you were alive at that time, that thing you've been wanting... All you wanted was in 2016 was that one thing, but you won't jump. You won't go. But this is the greatest part. Have I not commanded you? Have I not told you to go? My father was standing. He was swimming right there. So I knew that no matter what happened, if I jump, if I let go, if I let go of everything that I'm scared of, all the fear that's holding me back, if I just jump, even if I fail... He's there. And even if, if, if I would have cracked my head and I would have been bleeding out everywhere, he would have been there. He would have picked me up and he would have taken me to wherever I needed to go. He was there. This is what God was saying to Joshua. He was saying, have I not commanded you? Have I not told you? He says, I will go and I will be there waiting for you. I've got it. I can do this. Lean on me. Trust me. And the funny thing is, is that until he got there, I couldn't move. Until he gets there, don't move. Until you know which way he's wanting you to go, don't move. Don't move. But that is the most beautiful, beautiful thing is that the fear that's crippling you, that's making you want to just stand there and not do anything, you got to jump. You got to go. And I'm going to tell you why. This is going to test how old you are. As the great, I won't call her the great, that's probably not good. The, the interesting woman Missy Elliott says, is it worth it? Yeah, you bunch of sinners, heathens, y'all going, no, 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 no. I know that song too, I probably shouldn't know it, we ain't going to sing the rest of that verse. But is it worth it? Let me work it. Is it worth it? Let me work it. Jacob had to come. We're going back to Jacob now. Jacob had to come to this point where he realized whether it was worth it or not. Is it worth it for me to get a curse? Is it worth it for me? I'm going to cover myself in hair. I'm going to make myself seem like my brother. Is the blessing that 
is there in my Father's hand? Is the blessing, that thing that I want, is it worth it? Because if I screw up, I fail and I get a curse. Is it worth it? The thing that you have, the thing that you've been wanting to do, is it worth it? Is it worth it? You've got to answer that for yourself. Is it worth it? The thing that you're chasing after, that blessing. You want a child, but you can't have one? Is it worth it to keep going? You want a job. Is it worth it? You want to be a pastor. Is it worth it? You want to become an actress. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? What are those things that you want? Is it worth it to step away from your fear and jump out even if you fail, even if you fall, even if you suck it up so hard that you crack your head and you bleed out everywhere? Is it worth it? Now, Jacob said yes. He said, is it worth it? Oh, yeah. We're going to do this. I'm going to forget my fear. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to get what is rightfully mine. That thing that I want, I'm going to get it. Let's go to Genesis chapter 27, verse 13. Genesis 27, 13. We're going to see it was worth it. Now he's going to work it. Genesis 27, 13. His mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. Verse 14. And he said, so he went and got them and brought them to his mother as she prepared some tasty food just the way his father liked it. Next verse. Then Rebekah took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with the goat skins. So, as you can see, Jacob decided, I'm going to do this. I'm going to cover myself and act like I'm a hairy man because I want that blessing. He wanted the blessing of being able to say that he was the father of nations. He wanted the blessing to say that he could bless other people. This takes me back to Joshua. I'm going to tell you how to work it. You might be saying, Jessica, I I tried in 2016. I'm not really working it. I'm kind of, you know, dragging it. You know, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how to get to it. Joshua's going to tell you how to do it. Joshua's going to let you know. Let's go to Joshua verse or chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. Joshua 1, 7 and 8. Sorry, guys. I got a lot of verses, but I believe God speaks through the word, and that's exactly how he's going to tell you. Because I could tell you like a bunch of tricks on how to get to stuff. I could be like, yeah, you could do this, and you could do it, but... That's all coming from me. Let's hear what God has to say. He says, be strong and courageous. Guys, in this portion right here, God had to tell him three times, be strong and courageous. You know what that means? Joshua's ready to wimp out. He's about to be like, no, God, I think you're wrong. (laughs) I think that's incorrect. (laughs) But God kept telling him, be strong, be courageous. Come on, let's go. He says, be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. You want to know how to be successful in your blessing? You want to know how to be successful in 2017? Boom. There it is. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. 
Be careful to follow what my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Next verse. Let's see what it says. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. What you got to do if you want your blessing, if you want to be successful, you got to change that mentality that you got in your head that you can't do it, number one. The second thing is you got to jump. Don't let your fear cripple you. Don't let your fear keep you in one spot. And the third and most important thing, you got to speak the word. You got to speak the word. How are you going to speak the word if you don't know it? How are you going to speak the word if you don't know it? Guys, I'm guilty of that too. Sometimes, you know, I, I, I take a break or I, or I, or I just I can't seem to get interested in the word. And we got a series coming up for you guys that's going to get you super interested into the Bible. But it says to meditate on it day and night. It says keep it always on your lips. You know why you got to keep it on your lips? Because the same way you keep talking yourself out of it is the same way you got to talk yourself into it. Every time someone says no, every time you got those people screaming on the sidelines saying, you can't get it, you can't make it, use your own lips. Be your own cheerleader and say, Mm-mm, nope, I got it. Because God said, be strong, be courageous. Have I not commanded you? I'm going and I'm going with you. You're going to be able to do this. Talk yourself into it. Stop talking yourself out of it. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything. If you want to be successful in 2017, I'm done. I'm done. If you want to be successful in 2017, if you want to get ready, if you want to be able to achieve what God has called you to do, first things first, you got to let go of your fear. You got to stop. You got to stop letting that fear, stop letting it talk you out of it. The second thing you got to do, you got to see if it's worth it. Is it worth it? If, if I have nothing else left in life after I do this, is it worth it for me to even try? Yes. Go for it. Don't let your fear cripple you. Take your step. And the very last thing, talk yourself into it. Keep God's word in your heart. Keep God's word on your lips. Every time someone tells you no, you tell them yes. And that is how you're going to be successful in 2017. Don't. Are you going to let yourself walk out of here and say, wow, yeah, don't be afraid. And as soon as you get out, you're going to be afraid. Are you going to let the very first comment that comes your way take you right back out? Is that what you're going to do? Or are you going to be strong? And courageous. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray that today you would show each and every one of them. You would show them that they need to be strong. That fear of, of the things that are to come. What if I try it? What if I don't? What if that fear that cripples them? Father, show them that you are right there beside each and every one of them. God's presence is a promise. God's presence is a promise. 
It's not negotiable. You can't do anything to get rid of it. God's presence is a promise. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the blessing that we want to achieve from you. Father, I pray that you would give them the courage, that they would stand up and fight and take what is rightfully theirs. Father, I pray that you would anoint them, give them that special, special blessing that they oh so desperately want.